This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome everyone and thanks for joining the To Hunnamack podcast for another episode with me and Will, proudly sponsored by Six Yards Out and Pearson's Bar and we're going to be discussing the disappointing early FA Cup departure to Fulham in the Cup at the MKM. We're looking ahead to another big match in Hull against Huddersfield and then we're going to be covering all of the various transfer gossip as we are well into January. So Will, how are you doing this evening? I am very fine, thank you very much. Uh, happy New Year well, to yourself. Thank you, and Happy New Year to everyone listening who, who wasn't on the previous episode, and, and Happy New Year to you. So, um, hopefully, another fantastic year, or another you know pr- uh, productive year for City. I don't know whether the last year was fantastic, but we're looking ahead, um, although for the moment we'll look back at the weekend. So, we lost to Fulham. Um, I think I might have predicted... Um, was it 2-1 to Fulham? I don't know what you were thinking about going into the game, but uh, it went as pretty much as well as we could have ex- expected, which was not that well, really, because Fulham are a very decent team. Uh, yeah, I think it went a pretty similar way to I think a lot of people were expecting. They like said Fulham 7th in the Premier League on a really good season. Mm-hmm. And despite losing City, gave a very, very good account of themselves. Yeah, I think we uh, we pushed them, um, you know, pretty much as far as as Everton in the you know last year. But it, instead of um, you know a goal frenzied game, it was quite a close one, and we just couldn't find that breakthrough. Um, and you know, I think Vale from the very first few minutes, um, he had that big chance, and he, he put that wide. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, of course, if he'd scored that, it could have been a completely different game. But um, who stood out to you? Because, of course, there were eight changes, I believe, and we pretty much saw the, the first 
and or, or like the second appearances of Simons and Vale. So, did those players uh, stick out to you? Yes, one of them did. Shabby uh, Simons, I followed. I liked the look of him, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's, a, it's early doors. It's a second string side, I suppose. But um, I thought he gave a really good, yeah, a good performance against a team that's obviously well above his station and the rest of the team's mm-hmm. station. Um, got all around the pitch very well, put some decent passes, had some good work rate. I know, and uh, Rossini himself, first match was very high in praise for him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what exactly was it that he did well? Because I, I wasn't able to watch the game. It just, he was just his all-round game was very good from a defensive position. Um, his work rate was good. His um, ability off the ball, what he did off the ball. Um, he sort of it's hard to say because it's been a few years now so I've kind of moved on a little bit but um, his all round play was I just thought it was for a team that was a much better side than us he did really well in that position Um, especially on his first appearance Hmm. Do you you think he played well enough to get himself a spot in the team because really we do have a lot of midfielders as two fans and then straight to Doherty it's very hard to say because, um, like I said, no one really had a bad game and you couldn't argue with anyone being put into the side for Huddersfield and you couldn't argue with someone being dropped from the main side for some of those performances, I think. Um, it's hard to say. Um, I don't think he'll be... I think he'll keep a similar side to the team that's been playing in the league anyway. But I think a lot of those players who don't normally play have given Rossini a lot to think about. Absolutely. I mean, Rossini has said he wanted to play a, a strong team, but but really, um, you know, we made eight changes and it, it, it's more of an opportunity to give some of the players, the fringe players and, and the debutants and, and Teto who came back into the team as well, who had been out for a while, some game time. I think it's a shame that it came at the time it did because we just come off two wins. So to lose that bit of momentum, um, losing to Fulham doesn't help. But um, it is just a case of the league is more important than the an FA Cup run, isn't it? Oh, yeah, at the moment, the priorities for City are make sure they don't get sucked into a relegation battle. And the way that they've played the last few games, they've got no worries of that, but they need to just keep on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But how good was it, because, um, of course, there were some positives to come out of the game, to see Benjamin Tete back after um, a very long time. He was very disappointed to miss the World Cup because, from what it sounded like, he held the ball up really well. And um, I'm not sure whether he's playing up front on the wing, um, but of course a lot of our late wingers are injured or, or leaving. So to have him back potentially playing on the wing like he did under Shotter, that could be a real boost, couldn't it? It could, and when he came on, he looked City's attack just looked so much better once he came off the pitch. Um, he, he didn't even look. He, he made a couple of runs early on, and I thought it straight away looked knackered, but. That's kind of how Teddy looked before, to be fair. Um, but he's he had a very good performance. Once he came on, it was 1-0, and there was a big... The last 10, 15 minutes, City were all over for one blue, and he looked very good. Hmm. Well, I'm sure we've probably not even seen the very best of Tete yet, because oh, no, no, when no. he got injured, he'd only played, I think, nine games, and how many of those were starts, I don't know. And, of course, we... We didn't really have the ball very much, so we didn't really get much service, especially as a striker. And we only saw him on the wing. So 
you know, of course, that's the old cliche and it is January. It feels like a new signing and it certainly is for Rosinha because he hasn't been able to use mm. him up until now. So hopefully he, yeah, hopefully he can be a bit of competition to Oscar who has gone through spells for he's not scored this season. Um, he's banging form at the moment, but maybe unlucky not to have scored with a header quite late on in that game. But yeah, having Tete back, that's fantastic because he had been getting up, uh, back to his best or, or, you know, to his best when he got injured, I think, against uh, Coventry, was it? So that's certainly one positive. And how did Aaron Connolly do? Because we didn't have you on the podcast last week when that was rumoured. So what are your thoughts on the signing and how did he do coming off the bench against Fulham? Um, in terms of the actual signing, I'm, 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 happy, I'm happy with it because it's someone young who seems to have a bit, does have, does have some talent to him. Um I know there's a lot of uh, issues with him off the pitch, pitch for a lot of people, but um, I'm willing to give him a chance before, you know, it's instantly assuming that, oh, it's going to go wrong. And I thought when he came mm-hmm. off the bench, he looked, he looked lively. Um, obviously, he'd only just signed, so he'd only just got involved with the team, so he's not going to be up to date with our team players and all that. But I liked the look of him, and look, I look against a worker, I, think I liked that he seemed to be wanting to be on the ball quite a lot, which is always a good sign. But he's one of those where, because he's because it was such short notice for him signing into the game, it's one of those to look for going forward. But I liked moments of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, he could be a player that could play on the wing for us, which is important. We do like those. I think it's more likely that he'll be playing out the bad. Yeah, because I mean, we've got Tete and we've got Oscar in such good form that you know, of course, with um, a few players leaving, which we'll get onto soon, um, I think we do need extra depth on the wing, and especially as um, one of the players we might sign um, is now injured, as as we've heard. So um, yeah, I mean, he he brings energy. I've heard and pace. Um, I've seen. You know, I made the goal compilation, and he was cutting in on his right foot from the left wing. Um, even as a striker, he was doing that. So I think that could be his best position. Um, but and you're quite right. He's only just come in. Um, you know, we don't expect him to tear up any trees against uh, a fantastic Fulham team who are doing really well under Marco Silva. And I guess, is it nice to see Marco Silva doing well or do you not care? Uh, a bit of both. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's nice to think I, I kind of like him as a manager, but I don't care because it's not with Hull City. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. It's one of those uh, missed opportunities we had because we could have had, uh, you know, had him in, in the summer. If he had joined us earlier than when he did, we'd have probably stayed up that season, but uh, yeah. swings and roundabouts. Mm-hmm. But I guess, you know, um, it's just what could have been and uh, he is doing very well at Fulham, but, you know, that makes it all the more difficult for Connolly to come in and perform against them. Um, and, it, of course, I think he has been injured for a long time. Um, you know, in Venezia. He'd only played five games and the last one was, I think, September or something, something like that. that. So, you know, it's surprising that we, uh, you know, that he hadn't still been injured when we signed him because that tends to be what we're doing. But, you know, hopefully that, that short little um, excursion onto the pitch along with Tete will definitely help them in the long run. So, uh, I mean, well, Ingram, do you think he made a mistake for the first goal? Because he sort of saved it, a good save, and then it fell exactly to a... Kurzawa who scored. So, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, from my angle, I'd have I've had to save, but from my angle, I didn't think it looked like it was a decent save originally. He just didn't push it out wide far enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually watched it back, but I can understand why people are upset, bro. But 
just one of those things. The thing that bothered me at the time was I thought Kazawa was about four yards offside, but it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the replays, I think um, perhaps he's trying to catch it and then he's dropped it he a is. bit. And um, I think yeah. Kurzweil was unsigned in the end. So, you know, of course, there have been a lot of referee decisions that have gone against us. And uh, that one, I think, was, was fairly justified. And uh, yeah, Fulham just had too much quality for us in the end. Um, a decent showing. I think the senior would have been quite happy with the way we were playing. Uh, I think the first 20 minutes we were probably the, you know, maybe the better team. We were having some chances. I know Coyle forced a good save from the keeper. Um, but, you know, maybe Tufan could have done more potentially um, because, you know, that was his chance to get back into the team. But I think Rossini has implemented a good system. And even with the fringe players, they were they were playing that system well enough. And, you know, against, uh, I mean, they were saying on the commentary on Humberside, if we would played like that against a team in our division, we definitely would have got something out of the game. So, yeah, if, not if we if we played like we did like that, on Saturday against Huddersfield, we'll, we'll win. But it's a bit case of replicating it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm not fully confident about that because uh, home form has been pretty rubbish. But, I mean, I think Rossini has implemented that system, which I said, and uh, hopefully we start to see the, the fruits of that at home as well. So anything else to mention about the Fulham uh, FA Cup game? Or, you know, really it's just as expected, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. It was kind of, um, it was a shame that we didn't like score first. It would have really put someone to the tag because there's been a few upsets this round, this season mm-hmm. so far. It would have been nice, but again, as much as I like cut row, I'm, I'm fine with us focusing on the league. And to be honest, fourth round, I know it wouldn't have exactly been that, but we'd have had Sunderland and that would have been a rubbish. I don't like having ties against teams in the same league at this point. Yeah, definitely not. Boring ties. Yeah, I mean, if we got to the FA Cup final and we were playing against a team in our own division, I'd be fairly happy with that. But yeah. at this point, it's not exciting, is it? You want you want a big team to, to test yourself or uh, what I prefer is the easiest teams possible and then we get to the final again. Exactly. Because that's what happened to us. I mean, the best team we played up until Arsenal was Sunderland, who were, you know, completely yeah, rubbish yeah. bottom of the league at that point. Uh, Ant is saying he'd like to see us use that diamond formation we implemented at the end of the game, because yeah. we did have two strikers at that point. Although, was, of course, yeah, you know, it was different compared to normal. Mm, uh, Seri anchoring, Slater, Doc and Tufan competing in the midfield diamond. I mean, I'd always like to see Tufan on the pitch, and um, it seems like he could be staying. So I'd like to see him, you know, get in the Fingers team. Fingers crossed. Not he has got the quality. No, I mean, nothing is guaranteed, but I think he does want to... Um, he has contributed enough this season compared to Senek, who we'll get on to in just a second, um, to justify him staying in the division. But yeah, what you said, I was going to bring, me up, bring it up. Playing against Sunderland the next round uh, wouldn't be that interesting. And uh, I guess another thing, it's a shame we, we haven't won a cup game in the last four, so that's the uh, last two seasons. Mm. So I think, you know, next year, uh, hopefully that's under the senior, potentially, if we do well, uh, maybe we can have a nice cup run in the in the League Cup then. Um, but long way away yet. So uh, I think we should move on to the transfer news because there's been um, the one player in, uh, Aaron Connolly, who hadn't been confirmed, I think, by the time of the previous episode. But um, there have been a lot of players who have left. So we'll start with... Um, some of the less interesting ones. So, uh, Randall Williams has gone to Bolton, 
on a permanent deal. Um, so technically, we've made a um, profit of him because we signed him on a free from Exeter. Mm. And, I mean, at the time, I thought he was 24. He'd come from League Two and a bit of an average season. And we were in the championship. It was just one of those McCann desperate um, embargo free transfers. Um, and, you know, he's played pretty well for us when he has played. I was going to say, I, I, I liked Randall Williams, but he won, I liked him whenever he came off the pitch, but he never really had a run of games to properly show what he could do either. Um, mm-hmm. And I have a feeling a lot of the managers who had him didn't fancy him as a starter. Um, and he maybe maybe well, isn't championship quality, but I think in League One he's a very good person to have. Yeah, I think probably League One is where he gone um, when he left Exeter because he had had a very good season um, before we signed him. So um, I think um, you know League One and Bolton, um, where we've had a you know a few players we wanted to sign back in the uh, League One days. He's joined with them. I think Dion Charles we've been linked with lots, so he's he's gone there, but. I guess the reason why he never played is because he's, yeah, maybe he didn't have that run of games. But uh, of course, um, managers probably didn't think that he was good enough to have that run of games. Mm. So, uh, you know, it's a shame that that didn't work out. But, you know, the club's done well with that. Um, He's not been here too long. It's just a year and a half, isn't it? And then we've made a a profit, probably not a very big fee. But good luck to him, Bolton. Uh, Good, good, decent player. Yeah. But, you know, he wasn't really ever going to be part of this um, new journey we were going under with, with Ajahn. Um, and then another one, which was a bit more surprising, but Rossini had mentioned that this was a possibility, is Brendan uh, Fleming, who's gone to Oxford United on loan for the rest of the season. So were you surprised at that? Because I was I was a bit surprised. A, a bit of both. Um, I know... Um... It is a surprise because he, he was such a good player for us, but he hasn't played very often at all for us mm-hmm. for a while. And I think he's had 30 games in his entire career. No, it, it's it's uh, 70, I think. But he's is had, it 70? I think he's had 40 for us and maybe 30. And, you know, he has, you know, his debut, I think, was for at the Doncaster game five years ago or six years ago. So... You know, for, for his age, he's not made the appearances you'd exactly. expect. It's not to great. At this point. Yeah, um, I mean, you could put a bit of it down to injury, to be fair. Um, but I'm glad of him going out if it means he gets regular game time and allows him to improve his game, game mm-hmm. by game. I think in League One, he, I think, has a good position for him because I think he's very good. He's too good for a League One personally. Um, I think Oxford have got a good sign in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well. He would have been our first choice left back in League One, I assume, um, or, or certainly would have challenged Elder, but I believe he would was injured been, yeah. for that pretty much the entire season, wasn't he? Pretty much. Um, and then last year he was injured for the first half. He came in um, and then from, was it, did he win January and February Player of the Month or something like I that? So. He was won a lot of. He was in Team of the Week three or four times in that run. I mean, I remember at Peterborough against Grant McCann, he had a fantastic game and got, um, I think, two assists. So, um, you know, we've not seen him up to that uh, standard this year. And Rossini has justified it that Greaves is playing so well at left-back. He's been one of our best players recently going forward and defensively. And he's definitely a better defender than than Fleming is because Fleming is more of a, a winger that's at left back really um and then we've conceded so many from set pieces having greaves there 
um, allows you to play with three centre backs really, but you know, with a back four. So I think defensively that has helped us, and we've only considered the one from a corner um, since the World Cup break, um, which is uh, six games now, is it or five? Yeah, five I think that's games, it. It's mainly Greaves. I think is the reason. It's, it's just how well Greaves has played at left back. I think if that hadn't have happened, he'd still be at the club, Fleming, and mm-hmm. it'd be him and him and Elder would be fighting for that left back spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll get on to another player that's gone out on loan soon, but I don't think these are the similar sort of loans where Fleming has obviously gone out on loan because he's a very good player. We, we know that he can be one of the best left-backs in the league, as he proved in, in you know a few games last year when he got into the team of the week. Um, but he's a young player, as you said. He's not played that many games in his career. Um, he needs to get some game time and come back in the summer with a full um, pre-season with Fasenia. And um, hopefully, you know, maybe we'll have got another defender in the summer. Greaves maybe goes back to left-back or centre-back and then he gets back in the team. But at the moment, um, short-term thing is just to, to give him some game time. Whereas, let's yeah. move on to Dokan Sinek and then we'll go out um, and discuss some other, other players after that. But he's gone back on loan to Antalya Spor and um, that may well be the end of his whole career. Vassinia said he wants to look at how he is throughout the rest of the season on loan and reassess in the summer. But him going back after six months to the team we signed him from, um, that is, uh, you know, it's not a, a positive sign, I'd say. So it's a bit damning. is it the end of his whole career? Probably. Um, probably. Hmm. He's, he's not been able to... I mean, he was injured when he got here, like most of our signings were when they got here in the summer. Um, he's not really appeared very often and he's not had a run of games, really. He's had flashes of brilliance, but he's not really done much. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rossini, obviously, he's come in after Cynic was there with uh, the previous regime, Shotter's regime. He's come and in and just, yeah, I think he's just someone who Rossini doesn't see as part of his scheme brand scheme i mean i think Adrian has sort of admitted it himself that the signings of uh cynic and Tufan, or those uh two fans being better and he has scored some goals um were sort of more marketing ploys to get the turkish fans involved and then players that and of course they those are quality players i'd say that they should have done you know better than um they have done but i think especially cynic um didn't have the best record in Turkey, goals and assists-wise. We expected more from him, but uh, I think, you know, with Senior coming in, and, and uh, I think that was a, a, a big signal change that things are going to change. We're not going to sign as many players from abroad. Um, and then, of course, the likes of Woods and, and McLaughlin and Christie, players that have come, you know, played in England before in the Championship, came into the team. So I think we are looking to be less of that, you know, international team and uh, something more based in, in sort of championship experience. So Cynic leaving, uh, I think, is just another part of that process, potentially. Adjun's maybe changed his mm-hmm. mind on a few things. Um, but we signed him for, was it three or four million? Um, if we can get back, back in the summer, potentially, after he's picked up some form in Turkey, I wouldn't mind seeing him go. But if he does pick up form and he has that pre-season under Rossini, which of course he didn't have 
because um, well, he was injured under Schotter as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. E- everyone was injured in the summer. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> may as well stop saying it. Pretty much every player that we signed, you know, has been injured at some point, and even the ones we haven't officially announced yet. Uh, so yeah, that is very disappointing. That, that keeps happening, but uh, and the senior said, you know, the uh, the fitness of these players from foreign leagues hasn't been great, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not too fussed. I'm not even sure whether I've seen him uh, do that much on the pitch. I think Pelkas looked better when he was playing than Sinek. I think he's just got the one assist against Rotherham, um, but he's never really put the crosses in for Oscar that um, you know he needs as the striker. So um, I think you know it, it's a bit of a failed signing, but he's still young. He's gone back to Turkey to the club he was at. You know, hopefully his career picks up again and. Uh, you know, gets back into the Turkey national team. But then again, I wouldn't be averse to him coming back in if he does pick up form. So, uh, you know, would you agree with that? Do you think it's, uh, you know, been a failure? Or and or do you think that we should just let him go back now and not have him back in the summer? Um, I think it's been too, not enough time to say he's been a failure, um, mm. per se. Um, but it's not. It's not works out. At the same time, he's not really had much time to show what he wants, what he can do either. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I think Pelkas is the better signing of the two. Um, but I think I do think he's played his last game for us today, regardless of form. If he has a good time in Turkey or not, I don't think he's going to play for us again. Yeah, I think I'd probably agree with that, but. Uh... I mean, it's been a very difficult experience for him. I mean, I'm not sure whether he does speak English. I mean, I know his interview um, was in Turkish and uh, that got a lot of views. But um, And, of course, he's had three managers. Um, he's a young player. He's, he's never played outside of Turkey before. Comes to England. It's a, a tough league. Gets injured at the start. So, you know, it has been difficult. So, um, hopefully, you know, it's just a, a small little blot on his career and he can go on and be really successful. Uh, and then... Well, what else has happened? James Scott is potentially leaving. Not a huge surprise. Um, um, I think, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd forgive you if you'd forgotten we still employed James no, Scott. No, I remember. I still remember where James Scott. Um, yeah. But I don't know if the club remembers that we've got James Scott. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's not in the squad, is he? I think he hasn't he been injured. I don't, or, or has he? I don't even think he's been registered with the squad, has he? But Yeah. <sighs> We I think he'll be going back to Scotland. Yeah, exactly. I think pretty much exactly the same with Cynic. He came in, got injured. He's been um, never been in the team, uh, and uh, him going back to where he's from, uh, where he's you know played his best football. That's the best for him. So good luck to him. He's he's still very young as well, but pretty much exactly the same sort of story as as Dogan Cynic. So good luck to both of them when James Scott does leave, and if he doesn't, I think that'd be really bad he, he he needs to go and play football somewhere and that's probably going to be scotland maybe maybe motherwell or, or maybe hips will want him back um and then yep as uh, this commenter is saying we've been linked to a random peru midfielder in yuri Chelli. so this one came out of left field and and the senior Rossini has actually confirmed that this is happening although it's not one of his signings this is a long-term project um because 
we're apparently going to sign him in a few uh, days' time. Um, he's currently at Minucci, um, which is uh, one of the bigger teams in, in Peru. And he's uh, a 20-year-old, only the one cap for Peru. But the, the thing is, he's, we're going to sign him. He's going to be loaned straight back to not the team he's at the moment, but someone else in Peru, I believe, or in South America. And the thing is that he needs to get more caps for Peru. Then he so can he obtain a, a visa. Exactly, a visa, and then he can come and play for us in like a year or two. So this is definitely a long-term thing. Long -term looking, at his stats, looking at his stats for an attacking midfielder, it's not really great, but he's a goal scorer. He's um, played a, a fair few games for his age. He's three years younger than Fleming, and he's played more games than him. And uh, allegedly, he's one of Peru's top talents. So gets more caps for Peru, and uh, then he'll be playing for us and shooting us up to the Premier League in a few years' time, or, or maybe helping us when we're there. But I think this is one we're probably going to forget about, and then he's going to play for us in the Carabao Cup in like two years or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing for this because I just don't have a clue who it is. Well, exactly, exactly. I mean, apparently he's um, confident slash arrogant and good on the ball. Um, you know, that's. But uh, I'll be covering or, or looking at the Peru uh, league more than I thought I would be this year. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rosinia said that this isn't necessarily a signing he wants to make. The, the likelihood, you know, given managerial, um, you know, tenures, lengths and, and the championship in England, he's not going to be the whole manager when he actually finally makes his debut for us, if it does actually go through in a few days. Um, well, but, yeah, by then Rossini will have been made the England manager, so... Well, England manager or Burton manager or, or whatever, yeah. I mean, you know, something like that, going up or down. Or, but he's, you know, in a few years when he's finally got his caps and his visa, who knows what could happen. It's, it's a very strange one. A um, little bit similar to the Salah um, situation. Of course, he's still on loan with us, but hasn't played because he's been injured. Um, and I think that's sort of the same thing. He's going to be playing for us in a few years' time when he's older and got more experience, maybe on loan somewhere. So, a uh, very peculiar one. Uh, shall we move on? Can do. Yuri Olchelli, yeah. I mean, really don't know what to say about him. Um, oh, oh, the last thing is that... Uh, the Peruvian League uh, actually has highlights on YouTube, very easy to find. So um, I will be able to make a, a cold compilation video for him. And if you want to look at, you know, Hull's new signing that won't ever play for us, potentially, uh, you can certainly do that. And then uh, I guess the other one we've mentioned, Ozan Tufan, is likely to stay. Uh, sorry, I think I interrupted you. Well, did you want to add something? No, no, no. No? Cool. And then the other thing... Um, Malcolm Ebiweye, uh, I, I really don't know how to say his name, but when he signs, I'll be able to... Just call him Malcolm. Call him Malcolm. Malcolm, the young uh, Crystal Palace winger. Um, he is injured. Um, he hasn't signed for us Yay. yet officially. The deal is complete. Everyone has said the deal is complete. And we'll they have go through. said the deal is complete in the present where I was at after Fulham. Mm, exactly, yeah. So he's basically a whole player, but he's injured. He's got like a small strain in his leg or something and uh, nothing serious but he will be out for a few weeks apparently i think that's what rosinia said or at least long enough that it's significant but not six months or something ridiculous because then there's no there's really no point doing it um so again another player that we've signed 
and uh, are here and to saying, Ebiowe. I mean, and Ebi also Owe. just said the Peruvian Nobby Solano on the comments. He did say that. In the Nobby Solano was Peruvian anyway. Well, yeah, that really doesn't work. <laughs> really doesn't God's work, sake, does it? So, um, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing this person play because, um, you know, he is uh, he has a, a good calibre, a good reputation at Palace and Derby. And I watched um, one of those YouTube skill compilations and I, he looks sick, um, you know, very good on the ball. Um, I mean, didn't make many goals and assists, but, uh, yeah, again... I mean, you could, you could make bloody... Anyone looks sick. On well, I've made a London one that makes him look good. So, you know, it, anything is possible. Definitely. Um, but it's just so frustrating that, I mean, I, I have lost count. It's like, is it five or is it six players we've signed this season that have been injured? I mean, it's Traore and Salah and Cynic and Traore and Ebioe. And there's probably someone else um, that came injured. But... I'm too pretty, many. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they came injured, but I'm pretty certain every single player we've signed in the past year has been injured for a well, while. Ali Tete and Pelkas got injured very that's quickly. Ali Ar's out for uh, six weeks. It looks yeah. like. I guess that's probably five weeks now, but um, yeah, that's very frustrating. It'll be very frustrating for him as well because you missed the World Cup. Comes back, maybe rushed It'll back. Always and... be a recurring injury because it's not the first. Yeah. It's the third time he's been. Mm. Mm. Oh, was he injured at some point last year? With yeah, us? he was injured. At least during the. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ant says that uh, Adama Troyore has actually started training with the first team. He played in a, a friendly or a, uh, in a team match, a, a training match today. So. I mean, hopefully we see him back on the pitch. Certainly a, a positive thing to see him come back um, after another very long time out, and he's a permanent player. So, you know, of course, it might just be that we have to see the but, best uh, of him next season. But I was it, say, it is he, getting very frustrating and repetitive. Long... Yeah, the thing is with Traore, he's not played for such a long time. He's going to be nowhere near match fitness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and there's no cup games or, you know, by the time he comes back or he is fit enough to play, January will have, you know, ended so we can't loan him out. Um, you know, maybe we could loan him to, like, the Brazilian League in the summer to, to give him some sort of um, game time before the season starts next year. But, yeah, there's a, as Ian Templeman says here in the comment, the different uh, standard of fitness in the championship, and we have learnt that the hard way. Um, we've had, you know, about 20 players injured and most of the new signings that have come from foreign leagues are injured. Probably this Chedi guy, as soon as we sign him and send him to Peru, is probably going to hurt himself coming off the plane and he's not going to get to play in Peru. But that's how cursed we are at the moment. Um, it's getting, but it's you know, not it's like a training ground, record. despite what everyone likes to say. No, it can't be, can the it? Because most of them... Isn't, isn't amazing, but it's not the reason for the injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but and I, I mean, think we are cursed. He's very, he's very likely if Adjun gets his way, Cottingham won't be the training ground for much longer. Because he wants to move the training yeah. facilities to the MKM anyway. I think that would be a positive move, wouldn't it? I don't know how long that would take to, be a to instigate. Term. That'd but... be long term. That that was going to happen, and it has yeah. to. It have to be approved first by the council if it did. 
and you know they're not having they don't usually have the best time with with us do they yeah, well you say that that's when you treat them without respect they might not retreat you with respect but we'll just leave mm. that there fair enough fair enough well shall we move on away from uh loan signings and uh, injuries to um something more concrete perhaps the huddersfield match on saturday we're gonna smash it lads well, I sure hope so. I mean, isn't it one I mean, I win in? That. Is it one win in ten in league games and one win in eleven in whole competitions that we've only had at the at, at home? So we're definitely due a win. We've seen it's not had one against Huddersfield is shocking as well. Of course, the last time we beat them was uh, well seven and a half years ago. Now was it? Uh, was the first game of the promotion season the Bruce? With Akpom and Lucas, wasn't it? We beat them 2 0. And it kicked off at the end of the game. And I think, was it? It was was Alex Bruce got sent off after the game. I remember. Oh, he kicked off big style. Wasn't that when we played them a few years before? I can't remember the last time one against them was. I'm guessing it was that game. Well, mind you, the last two times we've beaten Huddersfield at the MKM uh, in the league has been a 2-0 game um, where, you know, so I think the one you're thinking of is a different 2-0 that would beat Huddersfield. But yeah, you know, so maybe it'll all kick off again. But hopefully it's Huddersfield kicking off because they've lost another game away from home. They are the worst away team in the division. And before the previous league game where they won at Preston, they'd only won the one match. So really, um, of course, we're all discussing a potential playoff push and a win would definitely push us into the middle of the league. Um, but if we're not winning these sorts of games, um, you can't rely on away form to get you up the league. You need to be good at home. So um, I've got written here, Huddersfield, is it a must-win game? Or it's just sort of a, a game you need to win, really, to get into the playoffs? I don't think we have to win it, but it's weird. It's... I think we do need to win it because of the home form, but I don't think it's vital that we need to win it in terms of the table. You get mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It, it's more important to win, to win to get a win at home than it is to win to get up the table. If you know what I mean? It's That's what the crux of it is. Yeah. It's, it's a psychological thing, isn't it? They, they yeah. really need to be playing well at the uh, MKM. And, I mean, I'm surprised to why. Be fair, because... said, to be fair, they have been playing well at the MKM since Rosie came oh, in. Yeah. It's just yeah. they haven't been able to take an extra step. Mm. I mean, I think Reading, they, they sat off a lot um, and we had the ball an awful lot. And then, of course, Blackpool and Sunderland, we, they had the 10 men and it's always difficult to break down a team defending so much. And I don't that's expect Huddersfield to be that attacking either. So it could be another difficult game like those well, other That's ones. the thing. We, we haven't won, that's true. But we also, outside of that last minute bullshit winner from Reading, haven't lost either. For a while at home, I don't. I don't remember who yeah, scored the own goal that time. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone remembers. Not going really to talk about some, that. Some English, some twat English twat who played for Portsmouth at one point. Can't remember. Uh, London's never played for Portsmouth, but yeah, yeah, Wimbledon's right. Whatever. I'll, I'll, I I'll give you. That. I'm, I'm too tired. Well, you haven't covered um, London's career as as closely as I have. So, um, yeah. Uh, Shall we move on to who we should play? Because I think, really, we've had two wins in the last two league games. I think keeping Doherty in the midfield and, and that sort of thing. But 
Aliar's injured, so do you think Tyler Smith, after his two Absolutely. goals against Wigan, he should play on the wing, shouldn't he? Yeah, Absolutely. just as I was explaining that, I, I thought, yeah, this is a dumb question. Um, you do know Tyler Smith scored twice against Wigan, right? He does. It's what he does. It's, it's normal, isn't it? He scores goals, yeah. yeah. You, you, you can't not give him the chance to start the, ma- the league match after he scored a brace. You can't not. Absolutely, I, I would agree with that. And uh, I think Doherty's played really well. So, you know, keeping that midfield as it was. Of course, Seri's been dominating. And who did you vote for in the, uh, was it the December Player of the Month? Because I voted Seri. I think he's been pivotal to the to the uh, form we've showed so far recently. I honestly can't remember what I voted for. I think it was Seri. But well, it was either McLaughlin or Christie, I think. It, it was... And it might have been Maybe it was mm. Well, of course, he has been very instrumental in this improve uh, improvement in form. He's had the uh, two clean, sheet, clean sheets against Watford and uh, whoever else it was, Birmingham. So we are we are we are doing better defensively. We're doing better up front. Hopefully, of course, we've, we've scored four um, for the first time since um, the Preston game started last season and uh, Rotherham as well this season. So. Not many times we've scored for. Hopefully that opens the floodgates a bit. Um, and that's both of those four, or, or three of those four goal holes were all against, um, you know, in away games. So hopefully we can start to see that at home. But, um, well, now that I think about it, we have been playing well. Huddersfield are very bad away from home. And we can't keep uh, giving teams that are so bad, you know, points. And uh, We can, because that's typical City. Yeah, but we've got to break typical city stereotype at some point. So uh, I might predict a win. Never do. Yeah, but I just feel like, uh, you know, we're in good form and uh, Oscar's going to get a goal and uh, maybe Tyler Smith as well. So um, I'm not too confident, but I think we've had so many games where we are due a win at home, definitely, with the way we've been playing. So, um, but then I'm not confident we'll keep a clean sheet. We still haven't got a home clean sheet this season so I might go a, a 2-1 win uh, what about you Will? Because um, it's such a popular scoreline in our because uh, it's such a popular scoreline in this this between the two teams I was going to say 2-0 to all City mm-hmm. um, yeah that's what Tom on the preview uh, suggested but for the um, you know for Huddersfield to win, I don't see us losing. I think if it's going to be anything, we might just you fail to break that. another team down. I remember going one, one, into the Huddersfield game away from home. I remember going there. We all went there. All of us on the pod went there. Mm. Um, and I think most people probably thought, oh, they're near the bottom. They're rubbish. We'll, we had Dawson in at that point. We'll, mm. we'll win. And then we put out maybe, I don't know if it was the worst play we've played all season, but it was up there. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty grim, wasn't it? Um, I mean, again, I don't think Longman missed a big chance in that game, did he? I certainly don't remember that. Um, to be honest, I've wiped that game from my mind, so I couldn't tell you if he did or not, to be good, honest. Good, good thinking. Um, I might I might go a 2-1 win, Oscar and Longman to score, because he, he was very cruelly, um, you know, robbed of the goal against Birmingham. Maybe he was an inch offside, but if I was a linesman, I would have let that one stand. He that one. Yeah. So hopefully we, you know, you can get a goal at home, and uh, we can uh, start two 0 Oscar and Greaves, because he's a goal yeah. machine now. 
Well, he is. He scored three goals this season. And there's uh, no point yeah. in betting on him to score anymore because the odds have been slashed. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, that's a shame. It's uh, you know, you all missed that. You have to start betting on McLaughlin to score now. Well, yeah, because he's the only defender we've got that hasn't scored. That you know, we've had a while because Jones got one eventually last yeah, year. Yeah, the end of last season. And um, I mean, Burke he scored a fair few for us. So um, yeah, it'd be nice for McLaughlin to get on the end of one, but. He doesn't seem to to get on the end of chances as much as Greaves, so. Um, but I guess one will drop to him eventually. So, yeah, we've both gone. City wins. Uh, I think you're more confident than I am. Which means uh, Ethan, we lose. We may well lose. Ethan's saying that uh, uh, a potential banana skin on Saturday. We need more people contributing to Oscar because uh, ten goals. If he has a bad performance, uh, we're not going to score. Um, and then, yeah, well, hopefully that isn't the case. Hopefully Tyler Smith will start contributing, and I think he probably will play on the wing. Um, I guess the only other thing I want to mention is, um, well, Cynic leaving, Williams has gone, and uh, Aliyah's injured, and, you know, that's not exactly ideal for us, but it means Longman is pretty much guaranteed to start unless we change the system. So, so for me, that's definitely a positive one. And I think it's been a little bit too long since he has scored. So he really does need to start performing better, um, you know, with this run of games he's going to have. Um, otherwise, I'm going to have people on, on my back. So Longman and uh, Oscar win, uh, you know, they'll score and we'll win 2-1 on Saturday, hopefully. So uh, thanks very much for joining me, Will. And uh, Happy New Year again to everyone. Thank you very much for listening and commenting. And we'll be back, hopefully, after Hull's first win at home in a very long time and the first under the senior. So thanks again. It certainly wouldn't be bad. On, on, on that note, we'll end the show. So thank you very much. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. See you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.